0: Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your keeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham.
1: DC Universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 72. We are a fandom pop culture podcast, a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF. Click that drop down. Check out the buffet of shows Raimi Review, Batman Book Club, ELTD, uh, Italians for Spider Man, This Show, Straight Out of Gotham, and the Rick Shoe Said Something Dumb Show. Uh, they're all there. Uh, make sure you give all those shows a listen. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arver. And today we're recording on April 12th, 2022. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review this show, Straight Outta Gotham, on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you might win a special Straight of Gotham prize pack. And we have a winner to announce today but before we get into that let me introduce my man the my partner in crime the only person to outrun a peacock in a straight sprint at the animal farm petting zoo in mayerville new york a fellow batman film contributor ladies and gentlemen mr Eric Holdman. thank you thank you everybody
0: what's going oh. on flash ah oh, man <clears throat> you know i'm just just recuperating that took a lot peacocks are fast so i know I, i'm impressed
1: you might be faster than any of the Flashes we've seen on TV.
0: I might be, actually. I'm definitely faster than Chip's Flash. Definitely, without a doubt.
1: Aren't you guys the same age?
0: Are we? I think he's a little older than I am. Just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Not by much. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: Yeah?
1: I got nothing, you No. Above ground. Uh, I... I can read Rick's ridiculous statements on Twitter and Facebook. So everything's great. It's, it's absolutely (laughs) wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I can, I can just put up with Rick.
0: Yeah. Those those
1: are blessing. The day I can't deal with Rick is probably the day I'm dead. And I don't want to deal with that.
0: Rick has some, some takes that's for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll put it nicely and say, Rick has some takes on things.
1: Uh, Uh, One um, person who has a great take though, is our monthly review winner for the month of March. Um, this review comes from CMJ1923. (laughs) I don't know who you are, but, uh, thanks for the review. Awesome show. Five-star review. This show is fantastic. I look forward to hearing from Eric and Pete every week. I enjoy the humor and also the guys covering all my favorite topics. This is a must listen. Appreciate your guys' work and opinions on all these great topics. Thanks. So uh, CMJ1923, you have 30 days from the posting of this recording to hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, claim your prize, and, uh, we'll be in touch. You'll give me your address. I'll mail you out your prize pack. And, uh, once again, thank you for listening. We appreciate your downloads, your likes, your reviews. It all helps to show, uh, reach new audiences and just kind of validates all the hard work Eric and I do. And, we just, we really appreciate it because, you know, we love talking about this stuff and you know, it's great to know that we have an audience who likes listening to us. So it, it, you know, it definitely doesn't fall on deaf ears. So we really do appreciate everything from everyone.
0: Yeah. We appreciate that you appreciate our style. That's how I look at it. Cause like I said, we, we do something that a lot of people do, but if you're listening to us, then you must like how we deliver the, the stuff, the material. So Thanks again. And I hope you enjoy your prize pack. That's, that's the important thing. Just make sure you get in touch with us or else. Yeah.
1: You can get, you know, uh, I'd say the best bet to reach us would be the straight out of Gotham actual uh, Twitter handle. That'd probably be the best way to do it, but you could also email us at straight at gmail.com. That's another way. So again, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, just uh, be sure to uh, reach out to us because uh, we want to give you your prize. So.
0: Yes, and oh, as always, of course, thanks for listening and the support. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, before we get into everything on this show, um, we are recording on Monday, April 12th, and there was a shooting this morning on the subway in Brooklyn.
1: This is Tuesday, by
0: the way. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Tuesday, April 12th, my <laughs> fault. Uh, yes, and um, there was a shooting in Brooklyn on the subway today. Uh, mm-hmm. So Very sad. Yes, and since we are a New York-centric show, this is something that we have been um this morning we have been listening to and watching. So um I just wanna send out positive healing vibes and prayers to the people who were um injured. It's scary
1: too. There were bombs found. Um they were undetonated, yes. thankfully. But um, Yes, and, and the description
0: yeah, the description of the the guy who did it. I mean, just because it's recency in my head, I immediately thought of the Riddler. I hope it's not because they said he had a gas mask and he's wearing a reflective vest and he used smoke bombs. And I just, I hope that that. Mo- yeah, the, the Riddler
1: back- didn't wear a gas mask.
0: Well, it looks kind of like one, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, easy,
1: whatever. The, the, this guy's a psychopath. Yes, uh, I hope he gets caught. Yes, and uh, prosecuted to the full extent of the law because you know there's no reason for any of this. People should not live in fear in this country or anywhere. No, Uh, you should be able to go to work, go to your local pizzeria, your comic book store, whatever, without being uh, afraid of some sort of tragic incident. So I hope uh, there were no victims. Uh, I hope uh, everyone made it out safe. I hope uh, if you live in Brooklyn or you have a loved one who live in Brooklyn, you were able to get in contact with them. I believe it was the 38th Street subway stop. Um, I know I reached out to a few people who live in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was on and, the D train. Uh, everyone... I know it was the D train. Okay. It's a little um, early to be headed to the Bronx for Yankees game. Yeah. They don't play till 7, but um, <laughs> sorry. Just trying to eject a little humor. <laughs> no, no. Um, I
0: just – I mean, I, I just – like I said, because we're a New York-centric show, this is something that's happening in real time, and I just wanted to put out there. If any of our fans listening um, who listen to the show who were impacted by this, our, our hearts go out to you, and we hope that everything, um, you know, Everything's okay in the end, and everybody who was injured makes a full recovery. I at this point I haven't heard of anyone being killed, which is great. Um, so
1: but uh, information is still coming out. So
0: right. So we just I just wanted to touch on that very quickly, at least to start the show, because then we'll get into the more fun stuff and take care of the serious stuff first, and get into the more fun stuff as we go on. So um. All right. That being said, so, of course, guys, we have news and we're going to run it down for you. Uh, so let's stick. Let's start with the the story that we touched on in the last episode. And just keeps continuing to get more information. And uh, to- of course, I'm talking about the Ezra Miller situation. Now, there have been a couple of things that have developed. Um, there was a report that Warner Brothers had a secret meeting about the situation moving forward, about what to do with him. There's conflicting reports that that meeting happened, that it didn't happen, uh, depending where you listen, um, where you get your news, and what you listen to. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know if a big meeting happened, but I'm sure something happened, right, Pete? I'm sure they had to have a discussion about this.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Rolling Rolling Stone reported that there was some sort of emergency meeting uh, with Warner Brothers to try to figure out. Uh, damage control, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, we're going to put a pause on Ezra Miller productions, right. uh, that we can going forward. IGN then came out and said, we're going to debunk this. Our sources say that there was no meeting. Um, I am inclined to believe that there was a phone call, <laughs> maybe a group text. So if you want to say it was a meeting or whatnot, uh, I feel like those are semantics, but I believe it was discussed if I had to guess. Um, and, and rightfully so. I mean, Ezra Miller kind of has fallen off the deep end here. Uh, this is his second incident. While I do believe everyone deserves a second chance. Uh, I think he's used it up. So if, if, you know, if Warner brothers wants to replace him in the sequel, I think that's fine. I don't think this is a Michael J Fox back to the future type scenario. I think this is more uh, along the lines of like, you know, kill murder Clooney, you know, you know, we're just going to replace him, same continuity. Um, And that's fine because I, and I know some people for some reason think that Warner brothers delayed the flash because they knew this was happening, but then wouldn't they delay this fantastic beast movie as well. So I don't think that's true. Um, I just, I just think they said, Hey, look, like this is the second incident uh, that we've had with this actor. What do you guys think we should do going forward? Um, I personally believe that by the time the flash comes out, this is going to be forgotten Um, because I don't think anyone even talks about the choking incident since this happened. Um, So I'd be curious to see what the the accountability over entertainment people have to say about this stuff.
0: Yeah. And there's more to the story, obviously, like there's reports that people were saying that he had meltdowns on the set while they were filming.
1: That's Um, another thing that IGN tried to debunk. Like, so you've got these two conflicting reports from these two sources, which is very interesting. And I mean Ezra we all know Ezra Miller's a little bit off,
0: <laughs> yes that I think that this whole um this whole thing is not surprising, right? None of us are surprised that we heard this because we had heard similar things about him in the past. Like we talked about last episode that it was whatever happened with that woman in Switzerland or Sweden or wherever it was. I thought it was Iceland. I, yeah, you're right. Iceland. Was it? I don't know. I think weird. you're right. Yeah, I think you are correct.
1: Somewhere cold. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and not, but nothing ever came of that and there was nothing officially ever filed. So we were like, well, then what's the problem? Like, obviously she didn't feel enough of of a threat or whatever. So everyone thought it might have been staged or something that they just got caught on camera that they were playing around. But then you have something like this, and it kind of just builds more into the theory that this guy is, um, that they are just not all there. Uh, so, I, like you said, as far as this movie, The Flash, I'm pretty sure that nothing's going to happen uh, regarding replacing him or CGIing him out, which would be ridiculous at this point. But... Uh, you know, going forward, there might be a change, and there, there maybe there should be one. And one of the pr- people who fans were calling for is, of course, our small screen Flash, Grant Gustin, to replace Ezra Miller.
1: Oh, this is just fans being idiots, in my opinion.
0: Yes, and I admit when when they first were casting, um, when they first talked about the Flash, and I said it would be cool if they had him as to play the part Mm -hmm. but that was back in my days when i thought they were going to bring the cw in and intertwine it into the whole universe which they did not and then they did at the end so it like it turned out to do at the end so it's been like this whole weird thing but yeah i mean i'm pretty sure grant gustin would love to play a a big screen flash but
1: i don't think so actually i think grant gustin's done i thought i you know like he's been negotiating his contract for the, or he negotiated his contract for the next season of They're mm-hmm. doing less episodes. Everyone keeps saying that this is the final season of the flash. So I, I feel like grant is done with the role, whether it's big or small screen. I think he's ready to move on with his career. So I don't even think grant Gustin is interested in taking up the mantle of the, of the silver screen flash. And I don't think he should. I, I think his show. Well, I still enjoy it. I think it's. I think it's up there right now. This season is fantastic. I've I've loved it so far. So I still think that. Um, you know, he's doing a great job. They're putting out a good product. And I enjoy watching it every week. And, you know, I I I don't want him I'm all about like, I like the separate universes things. I'm not all about one yeah. continuity. I appreciate what they're doing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I I never needed it to. I thought that's what they were gonna do because that just seemed to be where everyone was going at that point that people were gonna um have small screen and big screen just to have the same continuity, but I'm fine that it's not, and I've always maintained that whatever they felt was healthy for the their movies and TV shows is what they should do. And I agree with you. Um I do like I've always liked him in the role. That's one part about the the Flash TV show. I used to really like the show, but I've never wavered on my opinion of him as playing barry allen and and the flash i thought he was fantastic mm-hmm. so if they did go there and he was down to do it then by all means yay congratulations but like you said it does he's been playing him what this will be season nine yeah right or so yeah.
1: yeah season nine season eight something like that
0: yeah so i mean or it's going into season that's the that's the i mean this is season eight they yeah. split
1: it in half they did armageddon and then they finished the rest
0: yeah so um you're right. It might be at a point where he's that like, OK, I've been this character for a long time. It's time to move on. Uh, and since Stephen Amell with Arrow did eight seasons, it kind of is in the wheelhouse of where these characters see these people. These guys seem to be like, all right, we can't we want to do something else now. So, yeah, it's a cool idea, of course, and fans are always going to jump to the most logical progression of who could replace somebody like this. But I agree with you, man. I don't yeah, think.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah. we, we've we've done this before. We've had roles recast and all right. that. So, you know, so it's not a big deal for me. Um, right. Uh, you know, I personally have no real attachment to Ezra Miller as the Flash. Like, yeah. you know, I, it's great. I think he's a good actor. Uh, I haven't okay. seen that much from him. Um, but, you know, like, again, if he's going to do these crazy things, I if Warner Brothers wants to move on, that's fine. You know, like everyone – uh, if you publicly embarrass your employer somewhere, somehow, and they find out about it, chances are you're going to get in trouble for it. And I'm sure he has. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if Warner Brothers is playing by baseball rules or not, but yeah, know, he's already got two strikes.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, just think about what's going on in the news now with Will Smith now being banned from the Academy for 10 years um, for slapping um, Chris Rock. Like then you hear something like this, which obviously what Ezra How happy is Will did.
1: Smith about Ezra Miller. I know,
0: <laughs> but this is a little bit more serious, right? Like breaking into or in someone's
1: room, and yeah, that's a little bit worse there, than back. There, there are some <laughs> crazy allegations there.
0: Yeah, so you know the uh, when you have that in everyone's mind right now, it, it, it's a very easy thing to just jump.
1: And to be honest, like, is Ezra Miller that big? Like, do people really know who Ezra Miller is? As a fanboy, I only know him because of Flash.
0: Right. I mean, I knew of him from um, the Fantastic Beasts movies, Mm -hmm. and but those
1: movies aren't like huge hits, right? Like, well, the first two, yeah,
0: the first two were disappointing. That's to say, you know, to put mildly, they were there was many more expectations and they just didn't meet them. But this one is getting excellent reviews. The third one Um, It's getting really good early reviews. So this one could be the film that brings the the franchise up. Which is so weird because it's usually not the third part of a trilogy, but this could be the exception. Well, Lord of the Rings, so that's another one. But this could be another example of where the third film just elevates everybody, and and then elevates mm-hmm. the obviously their um their star, and then you might have something come from that. But I have to say, everything I've ever seen him in, I have liked. Um, I think yeah. he's a good actor. I think he does um, he takes direction well. At least from th- the movies I've seen. Now we've heard reports. So we don't really know how true that is, but uh, he's saying him, say they, um, but they seem to be a very, very a, an actor that's kind of on the up and up and up and coming. So you're right. He's not, sorry. They are not a huge star, but, um, you know, they, they it'll could be me. interesting
1: to see like if this, if the flash movie is a huge hit and people love it and Ezra yeah. keeps kind of just doing this crazy stuff like what do they do? Do they recast him or do they just say, well, people really love him in this role. They love the first movie. We're going to have to bite this bullet. Like, I, I don't know where, where enough is enough is, you know? And I don't know if it's, I don't know where the boiling point is for Warner brothers, but to say that I, I think this is definitely something that they're concerned about. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. And like I said earlier, uh, I think the movie so far away. Obviously it got pushed back because of the VFX, uh bottleneck uh you know yep again you don't hear about the iceland incident and is he that big enough to where the ga cares about him or are the only people talking about this fanboys like we're, again we are in this circle we are on twitter we are in the cbm comic book world we know about this stuff does yep. anybody outside the circle actually care
0: not at this point no you
1: know, and so like to me this is all going to just we it'll be dusted under the rug just like the choking incident.
0: Right, the only the only difference here is if this turns out to be if the flash turns out to be a hit and then his star elevates and then, then all have this some stuff will go, do. Right. And then all this stuff will come up again cuz it always does and you know it's going to on the press store. It's going to come up. You know up. what?
1: It's above my pay grade. I don't got to worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I just got to sit and watch the movie. <laughs>
0: yes. And, and to that vein, we
1: all hope that this movie is, is a huge hit. I think I do. I yeah. hope this is a huge hit. Yes. I hope Ezra gets his, his, uh, himself straightened out. Uh, I hope he seeks the help that he needs, uh, whether he's the flash or not, you know, uh, everyone should be healthy, happy, and you know, just live in their best life. So that, that is more important than any movie.
0: You're right. And that's the most important thing. The most important thing is that Ezra gets- Just like Affleck. Like
1: Affleck said, you know, Batman would kill me. (laughs) Stop being Batman. (laughs) That's fine.
0: Let's give a quick, quick um, congratulations to Ben and Jen again, to Bennifer, to Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. They are engaged. So very quickly, congratulations. Great. Congrats, guys. (laughs) There we go. This is her like fifth marriage, but whatever- keep going until you get it right i feel like in
1: hollywood getting married is like dating it just doesn't matter
0: (laughs) yeah you're right it's it's if there's any more proof that the life of celebrities and actors and important people are different than ours i think marriage is one of those cases now not to say that normal people don't get married six seven five six seven times but um it seems to be much more prominent amongst uh celebrities and actors and actresses so but again, since Ben Affleck played Batman, let's give a big shout out. And this is their second go around. Congratulations. Good luck. All of, all the best in the future. All right, so, so let's stick a little bit in DC upcoming films. Of course, Shazam Fury of the Gods is coming up and Megan Good plays the um Darla Dully, the older version obviously of Darla that we got that we saw at the end of the Shaz- of Shazam with the Shazam Lee that we got there. So she recently was talking about playing um, what is the importance it is of playing um, Darla and the, for the uh, representation. And this was a quote. She said, growing up, I didn't have a ton of examples. And I remember when Jada Pinkett and Nia Long and Halle Berry and Angela Bassett, when all these women were first coming onto the scene and, a, and, a, and sorry, and I was a child and it was like, wow, somebody who looks like me. And then it suddenly made me go, well, I could be an actress. And then it suddenly made me go, well, I could be strong like that or I could be vulnerable like that or I could do this or I could do that. So I recently shaped my world and how I saw myself and what I was capable of. And it really put me in, put in my mind that no matter where I grew up, no matter what certain people tried to tell me, rather it's neighbors or teachers that don't believe in me or didn't support me because I could see them. I knew what was available to me and I could see my worth just in seeing them. Um, she continues on to talk about Shazam specifically. And she said, I'm excited about Shazam because a, a big thing for me was like, I want little girls to know that little, that the little black girls to see themselves in superheroes. That's something in terms of black female superheroes that we haven't had until the last couple of years, outside of Eartha Kid playing Catwoman, you know? But other than that, we hadn't really had any consistent superhero to the point of where it was more of a norm and less of a big deal when you see it. So, Pete, what do you think about Megan Good's comments about representation and playing Darla in Shazam?
1: First of all, both versions of Darla were fantastic in that yes. movie. Uh, so both actresses really nailed it and really brought in a movie that's full of a lot of levity and humor, really kind of stole the show. It just kind of just, I was so impressed with both versions of Darla, but, um, but back to her comments. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is why characters like Darla are very important so that other people can be inspired. They can grow up and they can realize, you know, everyone can see the the best of themselves and grow to their, their full capabilities um she also you know said at one point you know it was just earth the kit you know so <laughs> it, you you see, you can see the progression from you know the, the 60s onward and how much society has changed as much as people want to harp on the negative things have have gotten better we still have some issues with things have gotten a lot better than what they were in the past um and i just thought everything she said was great and you know, you, you could see how she, she wants to inspire young, young black women, um, y- young girls in general. And, you know, again, just another positive influence on, uh, superhero community cinema, uh, the movie, and you know, you could just, you just feel like I, she's, she, you could feel the Darla in her, you know, mm-hmm. like it was perfect casting, just that beacon of sunshine. So just, uh, I agree with everything she said and, uh, I agree.
0: I, th- I think and another thing about like this specific character in this movie is that she's both, right? She's a little girl and she's the adult. Mm-hmm. So if, if little black girls are watching this, they could be like, Oh wow, look, I could see it. Like right in this one movie, this little girl turns into this adult black woman who's a superhero. And uh, I think that's just awesome. Like I, yeah. I agree. Uh, we all know representation is important. Um, and it's still crazy to me that wonder woman, Uh, came out in 2017 and she had been around for 75 years and had never had a movie uh so it's when you think about that um how popular she was and it took that long the fact that we're getting other female characters now who are coming along and like we said many times we're getting a Batgirl film we're probably going to get something to do with Supergirl depending on um what goes on in the Flash. So, it's a good time. It's a great, great time for female superheroes. We had Ray in Star Wars, obviously, um as the main
1: catwoman was just a big part of the Batman,
0: yep. So as the main protagonist, so there's a lot of there's a lot of female representation coming up. And I think it's great. like we guys, we've had our heroes forever. And we've Your favorite
1: had... movie, Captain Marvel's getting a sequel. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, Wanda have, just had a TV show. She's right, getting, and, she, now she's appearing in, in uh, Multiverse of Madness. She's been a huge part of Avengers Black Widow got her movie so yeah. you know, female representation is out there.
0: Yeah, and we're getting Ms. Marvel, which is another uh minority Jersey character, City. right? From Jersey City, another minority character who's I wonder a- if
1: Saint Peter's will appear in that show post tournament. <laughs> It'd be that would, interesting.
0: That would be cool if they did that. That would be cool. A cool little. Um, obviously, the movie with the. Sorry, the show was shot already, but it'd be cool if they kind of tied it in. It'd be it cool if Kamala
1: like went to a, a, a Peacocks game.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting.
1: It'd be cool if she went to the game and you were racing the Peacock at <laughs> halftime. That was the have half- That comes full circle. Then we're well, going to have to call ourselves straight out of uh, the. I don't know, straight out of Marvel. Well, I'm. The, I, I don't know, but I'm down. Who's straight out of Galactus. Galactus. Who's ever listening to the show Galactus.
0: from these places, you can give me a call or just email the show and I'll get in touch with you. We could talk about it because I'll I'll race a peacock to be on the show. I don't care. That'd be a
1: S-O-G, straight out of Galactus.
0: Oh, Jesus. I like it. Here we go Galactus. again. Oh, Oops. boy. <laughs> so, Pete, you brought up Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, in The did. Multiverse of Madness. And... I don't think this should be surprising to anybody, but the first day of pre-sales for tickets, um, hold on a minute, I'm losing my th- train of thought. It was huge. It was just mm-hmm. a huge, huge sale, um, and setting records. So obviously, the Batman had a, a big um first day pre-sales. Obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home had a big first day, and this is all based off the I think Fandango. Um, yes. Right. So what do you think, just thinking about the the three biggest one in the pandemic times have been all been comic book movies, right? Have been superhero films. Do you think that this says something about what people are willing to go see or just that these, these are just huge IPs and people want to see them anyway?
1: I think it's the time and where we are in this pandemic. And I think people are having a little cabin fever and they're going out believing in in the vaccine and what it can do. And, they're going out to the movie theaters. I just, I just think that's what it is. I just, people feel a little bit safer going to the theater and you know, you have this, 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 uh, MCU film has been in the, in the works, right. It's been building. Right. It basically started with WandaVision. It, it went into Spider-Man no way home. And now we're going to kind of get, it's going to come full circle. So like, it's a weird little multiverse trilogy, right. That the MCU created that no one really talks about as a, as a trilogy in itself. So, you know, the momentum has been building and they've just been gearing up for this. It seems like this is going to be kind of the pinnacle of the multiverse effect. Right. Whereas we all thought it was going to be No Way Home, but it's definitely this. Yes. <laughs> so, and, you know, I just think, again, you got you got the rumors of a Spider-Man possibly mm-hmm. being in the movie. You know, Wanda's in the movie from the trailers. You know, there's some sort of multiverse council Illuminati in this. Uh, I think there's a lot of hype for this. I just, I just do. Um, Way more than the first movie. Uh, and I, again, I don't necessarily think it's because of Dr. Strange as much as it is everything around Dr. Strange. And I felt that way about no way home. Like, I don't think everyone was like dying to go see the new Tom Holland installment as much as they were dying to see everyone from the previous Spider-Man movies in this one. You know, like, I feel like that's kind of the effect here.
0: Yeah. The hype is definitely a huge part of this film. Uh, like you said, because of what we've gotten, um, not only from no way home, but from Loki, uh there's a lot of different things that that's are bleeding, right i forgot Loki well. that are bleeding into this movie so yes there's a huge huge um and that's a credit to them for doing it because that is so like, what is that
1: a quadology? Oh, brilliant i have it's <laughs> not a trilogy it's a quadology. <laughs>
0: i have no idea what to call it that sounds good to me though uh but yeah so you're right like i like the first dr strange film i know a lot of people don't i think it's a fantastic movie uh but And I think his Benedict Cumberbatch also carries a lot of weight. He's a very, very good actor. Uh, People will go to see him in films because they just like you know. So he's a part of it, and he has grown a ton since we first met him. He was a huge part of the um, the Infinity Saga movies. Obviously, he was in No Way Home. So
1: wasn't he also Watson in Sherlock Holmes? Yes,
0: I believe he was. I believe he was. Or or Robert Downey Jr. was right. Whatever. No, he wasn't. No, that was Jude Law. And in the movie, it was okay, Jude I'm Law. You, and I
1: think he was Sherlock
0: then. He was Sherlock Holmes on the on the BBC show, yes, I believe. Okay. That's right. what he played. So, yeah, so there's a lot going into this. So, it doesn't surprise me that the the, um, the ticket sales have been crazy. I bought my tickets. Uh, so, I didn't have a problem buying them. I'll say that. The same thing with the bat. Like, I didn't have a problem with the Batman. I know a lot of people did. Um, I didn't have a problem with. Um, What's this the release game? date? So, I, uh, when is it? May 6th. Okay, we got time. Yeah, so we have a little time. So yeah, so we're having a lot of different, uh, There's, as we know, there's a lot of different influences and stuff leading into this movie um, that people are going to want payoffs for and understand. I'm waiting to see if Moon Knight ties in somehow. I don't know. But the, like, you were talking about the characters who are rumored to be in it. We know Professor X probably is because we hear him in the trailer um uh, Patrick Stewart's version of the character. Mm-hmm. And there's been rumors of Tom Cruise being an Iron Man in one of the That's
1: such a deep dig though. Like right? I don't know if any fan, unless you've been a comic book fan for decades, right. is going to get that reference.
0: Right. But it's it's interesting um,
1: that if they did do that, then that's even more brilliance by them, right? Like just I'll, bring- I'll give them credit. I just wonder if people are going to be like Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Like I don't I, I, know. I wonder how many people are going to get it. So,
0: and what's next? Do Gray Scott as Wolverine? They'll bring him in too. Like- oh
1: no, I, I hope he's better than he was on uh, Batwoman. Um, <laughs> but uh, even the rumors of what's his name from Tim Story's Fantastic Four coming back as Reed Richards, you're like, oh wow, it's you know, yeah. Miles and Teller, recently, yeah. Jamie Bell, who played the Thing in the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, was asked if he was going to make a cameo as the Thing, and I, I believe his uh, response was, "I don't think anybody wants that." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it when they're aware. I do love it when they're aware of uh, you know the situations and people ask them about films that weren't well received that they just admit it.
1: I wish people were great. well aware of their hot takes on social media and would admit when they say something that sounds dumb. But
0: oh uh, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. That's definitely a problem that we face almost yeah. daily. And you know um, who you are. And yes, a couple of people, but both of you.
1: <laughs> Actually, it might be all three of you.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm again. This movie holds so much. I think of the future of wherever
1: Marvel's going in it. Um, well, just so. to, if you think about it, like Loki was very ambitious. Noah way Home was very ambitious. The Flash is very ambitious, and now in multiverse, like all these, all these shows and movies are really. Taking a huge leap here Mm -hmm. you know there was a time when like you know uh comic book stuff we're just going to kind of make this an action movie they're really diving deep and digging into this comic book mythology uh, on both brands and i think it's good i really do like it's it's cool to see this stuff reach mainstream you know like that people are interested in two different versions of batman simultaneously you know like i kind of dig that like i can i can read batman from you know detective 27 and then hop on to a grant morrison batman book and you know it's it's you know i I don't miss a stride so it's it's interesting to see the general audience catch up to that
0: yeah this is like this all of this um time travel i guess is the best way to put it uh the easiest way to people for people understand all this time travel stuff that they're attempting in not only in movies but on tv as well uh, it's, you know, it's, he's very ambitious and it's, it's so far what we've gotten has been very good.
1: It's so- good storytelling. And that's what it comes down to, you know, you know, if people want to argue about movies and say, oh, this movie's good. good. But like, let's, let's, let's be honest. Like a good story is what people want and they don't care. I, I still believe people don't care about continuity. People don't care about universe. They want to be in front of a screen right. for two plus hours and enjoy what they just watched. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that's what we've been getting.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the bottom, the, the, the bottom line at the end of the day is that the story is good. Right? Even if it's, even if some of the stuff could be confusing to people, um, if you can still get them from A to B, that's the important thing. And um, that's what we've been getting. So for us in this space who understand and know all the connecting parts, I think that's the geeky stuff that gets us excited, but for the general audience who might not know everything, but they, you know, hear, hear it from us or get, um, um get bits and pieces of it from whatever they're reading or, you know, cause people read movie reviews too, and they give them a little bit of the lead in. Um, as long as when you're sitting down, what, what you're watching on screen is good quality stuff, then that's all that matters. So, looking forward to this one Uh, again i was the ticket tale show so are a lot of people (laughs) so we are headed in a good direction um in the mcu and then like i said whatever happens from this film i think is going to set up everything going forward uh so let's see what what happens so we're getting a third guardians of the galaxy as we know and karen gillen who plays nebula who um, has been involved since the first film, actually, uh, had, was talking about the, sh- the set and the shooting with James Gunn, and we all know how James Gunn can be. And she was talking about how there was a lot more room for her to improv on this film. And she said um, she's never had that experience before. Um, so she says, so she's, this is a little bit of a quote from her. She says, I will say I've improvised a fair bit of Nebula because I don't know if you saw Endgame and then she laughs. Um, that's a ridiculous question. But basically all of the stuff with Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning was the whole montage was improvised because all that was written was, oh, they play football. They eat, they do this. And then we kind of end up getting to improvise because he's an amazing improviser. And so there was all this stuff about them playing the game and how much it meant to Nebula that she actually got to win something. And so she's slowly been getting more improv Uh So I like that part. I like when actors are given freedom to do and go off and and not just have to stick to what's read, that they get the freedom to do that. And obviously Gunn, as we know from Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad, uh, we know that they actors have said on there that they were given a lot of leeway mm-hmm. to improvise. So knowing the character of Nebula and how kind of rigid she is, uh, what do you think of this news?
1: I think it's interesting. Um, I also think it depends on director. Like I know some directors don't mind improvisation um, and other directors like, no, this is the way it's written. Read this. So it it all depends on who you're working with and whatever. But um, she also mentioned earlier in the article that, you know, working with Judd Apatow on, on on a film they did together kind of, uh, allowed her to do uh, to kind of hone her improvisational skills. And I think that's cool how she's able to hone her craft and carry it on from one movie to another. I think she's, she's very dedicated. I, I didn't know she actually shaved her head for this role. I just found that out recently and I was, I was really impressed. So um, she's very dedicated to her craft and she takes it very seriously. And it's nice to see her fine tune things here and there and try things and really try to become the best actor, actress she, she can be. And I, I applaud that. And I look forward to seeing um uh, what, uh, happens with Nebula in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because I wasn't a big fan of Volume Two. I liked what she went through uh, from j- j- just overall her story from Guardians through the Avengers movies. I I, I thought she was a highlight of that. Even though I, you know I'm not as big on Endgame as most people, uh, so uh, you know I look forward to seeing it. I can't wait to uh, to just see what James <laughs> Gunn has up his sleeve because you know. Uh, while I didn't, like I said just now, I didn't like Guardians Volume Two. I loved Suicide Squad. I loved Peacemaker, so I feel like you know James Gunn is back on you know uh, track for me. So
0: yeah, he's definitely been on a run recently uh, in this space, and we know we're getting more from him in the DC universe. And we also know that this is his last Guardians film because he said man's that. getting paid. Yes, so James Gunn is doing great.
1: I don't and, know. Uh, this isn't even his last real Guardians thing, though. He's still got the holiday special. So he's not like totally out of the true. world yet. That's true. That's a good point. But I think film. I yeah. think this is his. I think he wanted to make a trilogy. And and I believe he said he was a fan of like the Star Wars yes. Christmas specials. So I, you know, like he's just. I don't know why, but yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've actually never seen them. So. Oh, God. They're yeah. are, are they that bad? They're not good. They're not good? Not it's good. better than episode two.
0: Gives it a run for its money, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> In Whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I bet it like levels of crappiness. of um, it gives it a run for its money. Yeah. As anyone who follows me knows, I, episode two is the one Star Wars. I'll watch it, but I don't like it. I don't, um, I don't know why I watch it still. Maybe just because of Star Wars, but I, I won't
1: watch you it. You love, but Star Wars. Yeah. For whatever reason, you love Star Wars. Yeah.
0: I grew up on it. That's why I love it. Um, the movie, by the way, that you are talking about <laughs> with Aaron Gillen is the bubble.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: It's the current, it's the film that's currently Judd, Judd Apatow's film that's on Netflix. Um, yeah. And he said that, Oh, well, she said that that was the place where she kind of was allowed to start doing it and got better at it. But I thought that was int- That scene in the beginning of Endgame between uh, Tony and Nebula is a very, very good scene. And yeah, uh, the fact that now that I'm hearing that most of it was improvised, that's that's incredible to me. Like when I if I watch it now, and I'm gonna see like wow they they were just going off of each other, mm-hmm. uh, which is what great actors do. And, well,
1: Bill Murray, I think, improvises like ninety yes. percent of his lines. Yeah,
0: which is again it blows my mind um, that people could do that like I've done it in the past and but I've kind of had you kind of have like a baseline of where you could go from
1: but these people what these, you've improvised, what, have, what have you been in that you've improvised
0: I've done I've done improv things um when I was younger in my 20s
1: Oh improv thing okay I thought you were like like oh well I was in this plain high school and oh, no. <laughs> you know I changed my line <laughs> Well okay. no no like if it's you've very ever Joey Tribbiani of you
0: If you've ever been to an improv show a lot of times what they do is they take a, a something from the audience will give them a topic Okay, and then you just go up on the actors are on stage and they just improv off of what the audience is oh, talking. I took
1: an is. improv acting class in college. That was about it. It was an elective. That was fun.
0: Yeah, well, so, so then you're familiar with it, so
1: you know. I get I mean, it's over ten years ago. <laughs> so. You fried too many brain cells since then. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was in college. It was pretty much fried after class. <laughs> so yeah, but uh. So yeah, again, that's just the
0: cool thing. I, I I like when actors talk about the craft, and that's what she's doing. She's talking about the craft here, of acting. So, uh, but yes, Guardians three, I'm looking forward to. I hope it, I, I'm like you. I hated the second one. It is by far my worst Marvel um film. By great far.
1: soundtrack though. The soundtrack's fantastic. Yes. I actually might like the soundtrack more than the first. Yeah, the soundtrack for both of the movies are great. Fox but, on the Run is a great song. I yes, that's the best thing with James Gunn is his music.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, and where he pulls from, like the song for the Peacemaker. He's very eclectic. Yeah, like like that's all 80s hair rock like that he picked. The 80s metal, most of the music in the Peacemaker are all Which from that. Which makes sense
1: because when you look at it, the way he does his hair, I was like, I see what you're doing
0: <laughs> So, yeah, so like he's great. I just love the guy, not only as a director, but even you see how he interacts with his fans. And uh, he just seems like such a fun guy. So. Yep, um, he's
1: definitely one of the good ones.
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to this um, film. And again, uh, we'll get to get a, I guess, a closing piece on these characters. I don't know how they're going to finally end them off, but
1: we'll find out.
0: We will find out soon. So there was a meet funny Galactus. little. Galactus. Huh, yeah, you and Galactus. Okay. <laughs> Uxus, Galactus. Who else? Maybe. Bring it in there. <laughs> Be careful! That doesn't sound. Too, <laughs> be careful! You don't say that too fast.
1: Uh, Eric's ass.
0: Oh shit! Might <laughs> get into a little trouble. All right. So Disney Plus, as we know, um, Disney is known for being the happy kid-friendly place, and that wasn't the case for a little while. Um, that we also know that they had, they have control. They bought the Fox catalog, so they have access to the Fox films, and they scandalously quote-unquote
1: Sc- well, this, <laughs> this is a disney scandal give me a
0: break <laughs> they somehow movies like hot shots and hot shots part 2 um got put up on disney plus Plus.
1: and what's wrong with that
0: there's nothing wrong in my opinion but apparently but I'm sure all the
1: karens and kevin's are gonna have problems with it
0: you know for the mouse uh the house of the mouse uh, it's a little bit of something they they don't like to do. Now we know if you've if you've logged then they on, shouldn't
1: buy one of the more edgy studios in existence. I agree with you.
0: And if you know if you've logged on to Disney Plus recently, you know that they now have parental controls, so you should be able to do this uh, moving forward. Um, you know, if as long as you're an old and you're old and you're an adult and you want to kind of restrict what your kids watch, then just make different profiles for them. That's what we have now in this in this lovely tech world we have the ability i don't know if these people know that to make profiles <laughs> yes i'm being sarcastic uh, but um yeah it seems weird that this was a little bit of a scandal uh it's kind of
1: silly to be but it's beyond silly it's just it's just like who cares really you know watch your kids watch what they're watching that's all
0: yeah the fact that-
1: be a parent don't post pictures on facebook no one wants to like them Just uh, watch your kid. Pay attention. He's out in the street. Keep an eye on him. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah. So uh, the thing is, though, even though we have, like I said, we have profiles now where you can control them. The Parent Television and Media Council, which I didn't even know was a thing, um, criticized this. Uh, And they're saying that it would destroy Disney's brand because Disney markets itself as a family-friendly streaming service. Now... Like
1: weren't there allegations of like Walt Disney being anti-Semitic? You think they'd be more concerned about that ruining the brand? Oh yeah. Other than like Charlie Sheen doing some crazy things in a movie, like I'm just like give me a break, a
0: satire no less. Like God, I just (laughs) the movie is a satire of Top Gun.
1: Unbelievable. I hate parents. I can't stand Disney. (laughs) Like I just I do. I can't stand parents. You guys complain about everything. Uh, So
0: I don't know this story, but it was interesting to me that. And even in the story, the the the, scan, the word "scandalous" is in quotation marks, so it, they're kind of making fun of it as well. But um, this is so crazy. Like, if you don't want your pa- your kids to watch something, then like I said, you have profiles now. So then, just give them their own, and put only the family fr- family friendly stuff, and keep it moving. Uh, no one can tell me that these parents who are upset don't want to watch adult content or or you know rated R films on Disney
1: Plus if they had the chance. So, I don't know. It's whatever. It's ridiculous. It is. (laughs) I'm just so over Disney and their stupid fake image, right? Like it's you're you're nothing but a money hungry conglomerate, like everybody else. We all know you got your skeletons in your closet. Stop pretending to be squeaky clean. It's totally fine. I don't care. Yeah, and they recently give me the movies you bought because otherwise, like, what the hell do I have this thing for?
0: And also recently with the blood stuff, like they removed blood. For some of the movies that had the in it. And then people complained. Well, you saw what about. they did
1: with Splash. Oh, what was it? It's a Tom Cruise movie, movie. Was it Splash? They like put hair on the girl's butt as she's like running into the ocean naked because you couldn't see her tush.
0: Yeah, that like, was. Give me a break. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Splash.
1: Yeah. 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 Give me a break. Come on. Everyone's got an ass. That's
0: true. Everyone has an ass. It's not
1: frontal. Give me a break. Stop. I agree. Stop. Please. I'm with you. I'm with you. So. So I'll, ex- I expect Garrett to complain about my comments an hour after posting <laughs> and, or uh, I'll give him 45 minutes or an hour 45. I'm sure he'll come up with something and he'll get the, you know, mothers against Disney plus to come after me or whatever the hell they want to call themselves.
0: Mad plus. Yeah. Mad Cause plus. I know
1: he's a, he's a member of that group. <laughs> oh bad. Yeah. Well,
0: you know. I don't know. I I I am definitely for parents controlling what their Eric, kids Eric, you watch. don't
1: have kids, you can't talk about this. You don't know what it's like. That's true. I don't. You can't you
0: can't you I'm can't sorry. talk about this. You don't know what it's like. I don't. I don't know what it's like to have kids. I can't. So, we
1: should we should actually just edit this segment out. We don't know what we're talking about. I I guess
0: I guess I should just let um all my years of experience helping raise kids though should just It doesn't count, Eric. Thing. It doesn't, count, right? it doesn't, it doesn't count. count. It doesn't count. It doesn't
1: count. Oh, well. You don't understand. You, hey, you don't get it. <laughs> Just like BVS. You don't get it.
0: I'm in that boat too, apparently. I don't get BVS. I don't get kids. I don't... Mad. Dark Knight Rises? I Dark, I haven't... Shit. See, I haven't even... Um, what's it called? I've done nothing in my 45 years of life.
1: <laughs> I think the only thing you've done is question, does the world need a new Batman movie? I did do that. That's the only thing. Stop. I did,
0: I did, I did, and that yeah, I did. That was me. Not <laughs>
1: gonna lie. See, <laughs> see, Rick, it's that easy. I'm happy, <laughs> he th- he but in this it. instance,
0: in this instance, I am thrilled that what I found through the beginning has totally changed and um gotten better. That, over see,
1: time. like it's as much as I make fun of Eric, like at least he admits, like, hey, look, I was wrong on this one. Dick shoes. He's <laughs> he's <digging."> like <laughs> He's digging in. He's <laughs> digging in. Yeah, was... he, Rick is digging like he's digging for a nuclear war, like that bomb shelter in the backyard. Jeez. He's about seven miles deep, right now and won't let him. He won't admit he's wrong.
0: You're really out on an island right now. I think you need to. I think I'm on you need, a peninsula. You're really out there. We, the only one who's
1: out on an island is you.
0: We need to bring you back. <laughs> Bring you, <laughs>
1: you and tim rooney are, oh and andrew you're the only three i know out in an island yeah
0: actual and yes we are an actual a, a island. real island <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> shout out to the island boys oh, island geezer. boys eric rooney Get and stop, andrew stop, island stop. boy with the eric yeah and the islanders and the new york match what the island boy
0: yeah, I might have to edit that out. That <laughs> little part. I have to come out of the show.
1: <laughs> Island boy. Okay,
0: okay. Let's bring it back. Focus. Look forward. <sighs> okay. A D D and caffeine, not a good mix. C- and centered. Okay. okay. And uxes. there Yes, whatever uxes. gets you to your center. Let's let's go there.
1: Uxa, Galactus.
0: All right. So there is a. <laughs> series coming out that we know our friend and and former show con- contributor Reno is going to love uh, the John Wayne Gacy tapes trailer was released for the Netflix docu-series now if you don't know who John Wayne Gacy is he was a serial killer um, he murdered 33 young men between 1972 and 1976 with the majority of his victims found buried beneath his house in the quiet suburbs of Chicago shout out to the Carusos and Ryan Lauer um, and not
1: Zeddy, no shout out for Zeddy no, Zeddy, too. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete wants us to lose all of our friends at this one show. That's it.
1: All of our friends. One shot. You them. skipped him. You didn't include him. I least said his name. I was getting there. Anyway. Um, so...
0: It's from director Joe Berlinger who did the Parasite Paradise Lost trilogy. Um,
1: Pete, are you interested in this show? I am super excited about this. I don't know a whole lot about John Wayne Gacy. I know about him being essentially the clown killer. Um, This is, I believe it's also made by the people who made the Ted Bundy tapes, which I thought was really fascinating, creepy. Right. Mm Mm-hmm especially since like Ted Bundy and my mother were in Atlantic city at the same time <laughs> one year. And I was like, Oh wow. She could, <laughs> I wow. could have not have been here. Yeah. It was really freaky. Like I remember I-, I did some like light Batman work and I put together a timeline and like, they were actually in Atlantic city <laughs> the same week. So it was very, <laughs> it was very weird, <laughs> but um, I can't wait to watch it. I- I'm really fascinated by this stuff because uh, just to get in the- inside the heads of these guys is very interesting. And to see why they did what they did, like the horrible acts. But um, when it comes to certain – like, you know, Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer or some of these guys, like, Johnny Lee Gacy is the one I, I know the least about. So I'm interested because, you know, just out of curiosity and, you know, it, it's coming off of the Batman and seeing the Joker to see, like, in a real life clown killer is, you know. Right. Kind of up my alley. <laughs> you know, well. I love uh, – like Reno, I'm a big fan of, like, serial killer documentaries and stuff like that, murder mysteries and stuff. So – very fascinating and to finally hear his voice and you know, one, one quote was, you know, just cl- clowns can get away with anything. You're like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, like the, it, you, you watched the trailer and we've posted, it's on Facebook. It's on our Twitter timeline. Again, just a well-respected member of the community who everyone loved, you know, was d- d- dressed up as a clown at festivals for kids. Uh, in the church choir was involved with the police, like very similar to the, um, Oh man, I just watched uh well, Eastside the the documentary about the Eastside rapist in California. Yep. Uh again, he was a police officer who hid behind his badge and while he was committing crimes and you know, knew how the cops think so he was able to stay ahead of the game. So, again, like you watch these things and you're really interested like, "Oh man, this is nuts." And yeah, you know, it, he got away with it for a while.
0: Yeah, he did. That's one like the biggest question. This happened for 4 years. Um how did they get away with it for so
1: long? Like that's and people knew about him. Uh, it's crazy. But I think my buddy BJ, when Joker came out, because he's really, he's kind of Reno, he's into like sick stuff. He, he he was like the laundromat that Joker's in or whatever, the store, he's, it, it, the name of it was almost a reference to John Wayne Gacy. Like I, he, he made some sort of connection there. And because I, I didn't really know about it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So that that might be a little thing there. But I think there's some connection between the Joker movie and John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, so this is part of
0: a kind of like Confessions with a Killer. This is kind of like Berlinger's thing. Um, Like we said, he did a Ted Bundy one, so now he's doing um, John Wayne Gacy. And uh, yeah, guys, check it out. Check out the trailers up now if you want to see It's a three-part series. Um, It's going to be interviews with people. It's kind of like if you've watched any of the Netflix docuseries about – any of the serial killers is kind of they've kind of followed the same format so something you're familiar with but this is the next one in line and for some reason fil- serial killers fascinate us as people uh not just it's kind of like mob films as well we're kind of yeah. just fascinated by all of this
1: um well if you're it, a normal person you you know you've right. never really actually taken a life right let's be honest i haven't so I don't know. <laughs> you know like i should so be making when someone actually thing. does you're like oh I know, right? Like,
0: because we can't comprehend doing that, right? Like, that's not something... I can't
1: even comprehend what happened in Brooklyn today.
0: Yeah, me neither. Like, I... Oh, man, such a sad story. All right. Um, On a positive note, uh, we're getting another podcast about Batman on Spotify. It's called Batman Unburied. And apparently this is going to be an English version of a podcast that's been going on all over the world. So um there's this original scripts were done in Brazil, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan and Mexico. Um so this was created by David Goyer, who you know scripted Batman Begins, um and wrote uh, the other two films as well, he was one of the writers for the, in the Dark Knight trilogy. So uh it's going to star Winston Duke as Bruce Wayne Batman. Winston Duke plays um Mbaku in uh black panther he was also plays the husband in us with uh, jordan peele's us movie mm-hmm. he's also there so if anyone doesn't know who he is um hassan minaj as the riddler sam witwer as the harvester gina rodriguez as barbara gordon um lance reddick as thomas wayne tox Olagundie as martha wayne Jason Isaacs as the loyal butler Alfred. John Reese Davis as Dr. Hunter. Ashley Birch as Vicki Vale. Jessica Marie Garcia as Renee Montoya. Emmy Raver Lampman as Kel and Jim Peary as Flass. So that's the, that's the American cast. There's also an international cast. I'm not mm-hmm. going to uh, go there and uh, <laughs> explain all those names. I'm not sure if people would know them here, but it's coming in spring and the series will premiere on May 3rd. So Pete,
1: what do you think of Batman Unburied? And It sounds really interesting. Um I don't know how much I'm going to keep up with it. Um because while I did like like the first two episodes of Batman the Audio Adventures, it's it's it, it feels very a Christmas story to me like just sitting by the radio listening. You know, like it's weird <laughs> how I can listen to John and Susan or even uh the Mets broadcast. Like I, I can or any any baseball broadcast. I can listen to baseball on the radio. All day, every day, but listening to a show, it's a little different, right? Like it's, it's weird. You know, there's a lot more, I guess, because I'm familiar with the ballparks. So I've seen them on TV, right. Like I'm not necessarily familiar with this version of Batman, so I can't really <laughs> have the images in my head, but the cast sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, very excited to have Goyer aboard on this. Um, we reported this a uh, long time ago that he was involved. Happy that it's finally coming to fruition uh, and you know, uh, I will definitely give it a, uh, I will definitely give it a look see. I have to get back on the audio adventures as well. That's something I've, I've been neglecting for a long time, but, um, you know, it, uh, for those who love podcasts, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's great. Um, for me, I have a hard enough time listening to my own podcast, <laughs> just finding the time of the day <laughs> to be honest with you. So, uh, it, it's interesting. I wonder how many episodes it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I doesn't say an episode count in the article, but here's a little quick little synopsis about what it's about anyway. Uh, Bruce Wayne works as a forensic pathologist in Gotham Hospital where he's tasked with examining the victims of The Harvester, a cannibalistic serial killer. As the story unfolds, Wayne must overcome his own mental demons and assume his identity as Batman in order to save Gotham's citizens. Oh, so, that
1: is a very interesting take on Batman. Yes. Really kind of putting him in front and center of everything that's going on, you know, inside uh it, working forensics, he's on yeah. the scene. You know, like that's that's very interesting. That's that's a good take. I'm I think that's cool. It it's a cool reimagining, reimagining of the character, it, I think.
0: Yeah, he has a job. <laughs> like he has a real job at this, which is something that we don't know, really see, so um that's cool actually.
1: Uh It sounds very flash of him. To be yeah,
0: right. It. That's what I was thinking when I was reading it too. I'm like, well, he sounds kind of sounds like Barry Allen, oh, a little bit. But yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna give it a listen, at least in the, the first episode to see what it's like. I kind of have I I like you have a hard time, sometimes focusing when I'm listening to podcasts because there's so much other stuff I'm usually doing. Um, usually it's background stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So, but I stuff like this, if the story's good, then I'll listen. So.
1: um yeah. I mean, last night I was driving home from work. I was listening to Giants Padres on the MLB app. So like baseball season, it gets even harder to listen to podcasts for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Baseball season's here. Um. All right, guys. So Batman Unburied, there is a audio trailer up now on Spotify. If you guys want to go check that out, you can um, just search for Batman Unburied on Spotify and you can give it a listen. So Pete, we haven't actually, we touched uh, a couple of times on baseball. So uh, baseball season has begun. Uh, what do you think so far of the Yankees?
1: What you've seen? I, I think it's, I have about as much opinion on the Yankees at this moment in time as I do Barry Cohegan as the Joker. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how much of the 2022 20, Yankees I've watched. Yes. I've watched four games. Right. I have no opinion. Okay. Other than, well, oh, you could tell the analytics department doesn't know what they're doing because they don't have any stats to look at this season. I just, I, you know, you can't, in my opinion, you can't judge a baseball team until after Memorial Day. You know, that's when right. you get a, a solid sample size. I can't, they're two and two.
0: Like, that's usually, I'm, to be honest, that's usually when I start watching or paying more attention is after Memorial Day.
1: Well, then you're missing out on wonderful rainy so. baseball. Baseball. <laughs>
0: I the only thing I will say about the Yankees so far is they should have given judges money but that's another that could be a topic we could discuss
1: you, on a whole You do realize trail. he was getting market value. I do. I do realize that. How much but, more money do you want to give him as I, because, a 31-year-old injury-prone right fielder? Because
0: I think he means more to them than just a baseball player. That's my opinion. Um so I you feel do realize like, he
1: can't sign anywhere else except for the Dodgers Red Sox and Mets. Like it's literally a four team race.
0: Okay. And of those teams, which one would you be okay with? The Dodgers. Exactly. So it's a one, it's the one team we don't, the one team that we don't care about is only one. The other two are two. If he
1: ever went to the Mets or he went to the Red Sox, if the Mets want to pay him $40 million a year, take him for 10 years. Go ahead. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, I don't, th- well, he wanted nine,
0: right? That was the report that he wanted nine. That's why he didn't sign. Wow, look that rhymes. Um, but yeah, he didn't. Well, that's why I, you made
1: the open music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point. Uh, but that was intentional. That what was it? I just it just came out that way. But um, yeah, so that was the like he wanted nine. They'll, they'll probably settle at eight somewhere. I think they're going to sign him anyway. Uh, I think you
1: overpay him for less years because but, again he's yeah. he's a little fragile, and he he will be an older free agent. Um, yes, look, I love Judge, um, but here here is the thing. You got to hit, like, 50, 55 bombs. Like, go out – Hey, you want it? Please, do me a favor. Go out and earn it.
0: Yeah, I think – I, I played
1: 155 see. games and hit 55 bombs.
0: Well, he, play, he played a, a large portion of the season last year. He did. So but before that,
1: he's he's been kind of spotty. He has, yes. So, has. Let, let me see you do it, man. Like, so. I got no problem giving you your money. If you earn that money, man, by all means. And all make. the
0: concerns are, are legit, his body type, his size – um, they're all. He's legitimate a good right
1: player. fielder. He's got a great arm. He yes. plays center field. He can yes. run. He is. He's a, he's a good ball player when he's healthy. But he he's got he's got a little bit of a problem. But you know, like I don't want to go anywhere. Right. I like I said. I just he's a homegrown guy.
0: I I also I also like when guys stay with one team for their entire career. So that's another reason why I would pay yeah, him. I'm not. I much. wouldn't go crazy like I wouldn't wouldn't go way well above and beyond but I think for a player like him who's the face of the franchise who um is I think what second or third in jersey sales or something like that um I think behind Trout and maybe Otani I'm not even sure but uh yeah so and what for- do those
1: three guys have in common what do you they mean they want a damn thing <laughs> That's a, a good just, point. I mean, you, you mentioned that arguably what? Point. The three best players in the sport. Yeah. I mean, if judge is healthy, he's out, he's obviously up there. Yeah. You know, you will put Soto, Mookie, Betts, Mookie yeah. Betts too. He's up there. He's probably top five, but yep. only who's the only one who's got a world series ring. Yeah. Mookie got two. Yeah. Yeah. So He's worth it. Right.
0: Like baseball is the, is the one sport where one player doesn't have as much of an impact as like a quarterback in football or as a, a good wing player in the NBA. Um, or point guard, like those are the premium positions in those sports where that can really impact how well a team plays. And baseball is usually pitching, and um, they, they play can, once a week, right? So yeah, it's so. very, it is the one sport where you're right, where you could be the greatest player in the sport and never win a thing. Like a kind of Mike Trout's
1: right? arguably the most talented pa- player in baseball, and uh, the Angels have nothing to show for it, right? Like what? What and did a do about him. It's all about Otani. He's not even the most popular player on his team anymore. Yep.
0: <laughs> well he was he was hurt last year too, so I think that impacted that conversation. I,
1: if he was healthy, no one would be talking about
0: Well yeah, Otani when you do when you pitch and hit and you're great at both, yeah, that's yeah. kind of gonna dominate the conversation. When you
1: can make baseball change the rules so you don't come out of the game, you're on a different level.
0: Yes. So
1: but so that means Joey Gallo's on a different level too, because he got <laughs> baseball to take away the shift. Yeah. Yeah, But look, we're, we're four games into the baseball. I can't freak out about nothing until like May 20th. I, no. I can't. I'm sorry. Right. and I, you- can't, I can't even get mad at the manager. I can't get mad at anybody. People want <laughs> to get mad at Cashman. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Like, Donaldson got a walk-off hit in his, in his first game in Yankee Stadium. He grounds into a double play that was amazingly turned by Bo Bichette last yes, night. Yes, that
0: was an amazing so, play. So yes. like, yeah. hey, look,
1: he's hitting the ball. The ball's going in play. Let's figure it out. Uh, maybe there'll be a shortstop available sometime. I don't know. Maybe what's his name? Volopi or whatever his name. Maybe he's Volpe. a phenom. He's a New Jersey guy, Pete. <laughs> but, Volopi, Volpe. I can't, D- Jurgens, Jurgens, like, you know me, I can't pronounce things. So like, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All I, you know, just whatever. All I know is that, uh, Gleyber Torres was never supposed to play shortstop again. And he played like four innings last night. <laughs> well, well, you know, they have, Yankee just... Twitter has been a blast. He's, password it's crazy (laughs) dc twitter has got nothing on yankee twitter right now these guys i was like you you guys serious you guys are bugging out over four games it
0: is yes you're right But
1: i I agree every game counts you know you lose a game to your division rival now you know toronto clearly not afraid of the yankees toronto is not afraid of the yankees we could do a show on the psyche of yankee fans
0: literally in the same vein that we, we we could do one about fandom and like DC fandom, but that's what it is. It's fandom, right? But you that could do passionate fan base. The sports, the sports one is a little different because it's most usually it's regional. Uh so you have just like us here. We can football's
1: do it. not regional anymore, but well, football is not but, regional,
0: but baseball is. Baseball is very much a very regional, regional sport. So we could do it just because since we're exposed to it all the time, the psyche of Yankee fans it would be a fun thing to do because the some of the takes are just outrageous. But um, I always
1: wondered, spiky, spiky, psyche of sports fans. I don't think sports fans from other areas can handle the tri-state sport experience. So
0: much There's so much media here. That's why. There's I'm not even the media, media, but
1: just what to watch. Oh. You've got – you know, in in this instance, the tri-state area is New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. It's not the traditional New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. You've got Philadelphia has one team in each sport. New York literally has two teams in each sport. New Jersey's got a hockey team. Like you, you've got, it's there's a lot, and New Jersey's split in half. You know, yep. if you want to be, if you're new. like a die-hard sports fan, this is the area to live in because if you live where I live, you're an hour away from everything.
0: It's true. That's very true. New Jersey
1: is is you know, a split state. The closest, the closest thing is book. like Chicago. You know, they got two baseball teams, but then they got a football team, a hockey team, a basketball team, you know. Florida's too wide spread apart. So is Texas.
0: California.
1: California's yeah. outside of you have Oakland and San Francisco. Yep. Right? That's kind of but everything else is the state so long. Mm-hmm. It's like when something happens in California, you text Justin he's like, "Dude, I'm like 97 miles away from he's
0: there." He's like, "That's <laughs> we're here." We were like, "Well, damn, sorry. I'm sorry for caring." <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, he's <laughs> like, dude, that's that's up in like, you know, Northern California. I'm, I'm down by LA. <laughs> I'm like, but, i don't know, you, dude. You realize like how big my state is? <laughs> it's so compact. You're right.
0: Like this area, even if you want to include Boston, because you can kind of extend it if you want to. It's such a com- compact area of with so much concentration of people and sports teams. You're
1: right. It's it's a lot. Yeah. You wanna, a lot if you here. want to throw in New England, they've got one of each. Right. That's At what one I mean. Point Hartford the Whale. Was in Connecticut, so yep. Harford Wells. That, that was another.
0: Yep, Connecticut's the only one that doesn't really have um, sports teams, except for the Sun. NBA. they have UConn, but there, I'm in
1: professional. Uh, yeah. I feel it's weird. I feel like a state like Connecticut, that is, prefer- you know, like professional football in like Nebraska is is the not professional football. I'm sorry, college football. Huskers, fo- well, football yes. is the big thing. You know, certain states. It's weird how, you know, in our our area, college sports doesn't mean anything. Right. But if you go to the South, it's everything. Yeah. If you go Um, to like Georgia, I would imagine the Bulldogs, I'd imagine Auburn's more popular than the Falcons. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. No, everything south of Virginia. Trey Jackson. (laughs) Everything kind of south of Virginia, um, college sports is more important, without a doubt. Um, That's just how it is. And the Midwest, probably um, south of. Chicago, um, yeah, I would say that.
1: I think you're right, but even but, if, yeah, I, I might even say California. It's weird. I don't know what California cares about. It's such a it's too beautiful weather all year. It's, it's tough
0: if it's not the Lakers. Um,
1: it's the Dodgers and the Dodgers and the Rams. Now are champions and maybe
0: the Giants, San Francisco Giants. That's those are the only teams I think people. Like true, 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 truly love. Are those? Yeah.
1: uh, Well, I I think people in San Jose love the Sharks, but they're not. That's not huge. The Padres don't have a huge base. That's what I mean. Like the Kings. You know, when when web and Vladi were there, they were pretty big. But again, I think that's very local.
0: Right. Right. It's not. I don't think you have national fans. They they were pretty big.
1: The Warriors were big.
0: Well, now they are. Yes, I think they've probably grown. Um, since Steph Curry got there and their success, mm-hmm. they've probably become a more national team. Yeah. But it's it would be interesting to do a show on, on that kind of stuff. Uh, but we're kind of alienating our fans on this one. <laughs> we're tangenting again, which we're known for. But uh, we're kind of going overboard. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it is the beginning of baseball season and you are a huge baseball fan. So I just wanted to get your pulse on things so far. But you're right. It's very early. So it's very hard to really gaming. i don't know
1: how anyone could freak out four games into any season outside yeah. of football
0: right they're two and two um and it's not even like one eightieth of the season or something like that. so like crazy ratio uh yet so so fellas while we know that spring is the beginning of a baseball season it's also the time when we start doing some spring cleaning so have you started your spring cleaning yet We know the carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn definitely needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle 5 in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping, of course using our code GOTHAM. The start of spring also marks the beginning of testicular cancer awareness month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So don't forget you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, so let's put a ball
1: on this one. Pete, tell everybody where they can find you. You can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Schneider's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page for wonderful discourse. Uh, You can check out podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man coalition podcast that I co-host with Chicago's finest, Nick and Nico Caruso, the father and son dynamic that we all love to tweet with. Uh, you can check our uh, at Italians for Spidey. Uh, we have a show up. We got a new show coming. Uh, you know, we're busy just covering our favorite webhead. head. Uh, check out at Team Yellow Oval as we just uh, get really pumped up for the return of the Yellow Oval in Andy Muccietti's upcoming flash film. Will we see it in the background movie? I don't know. Is it in print? Yes, it is. So it's there as well. Uh, you can check me out at batmanonfilm.com. I got reviews of Detective Comics, I got reviews of the greatest Batman show ever created Batwoman. Uh, up there as well. Check out Batman on film on YouTube for my interview with Mr. Usland, as well as Tara strong, Kevin Conroy and others. Uh, I've got toy reviews. I've got, uh, prop reviews. I've got bookend reviews. Got a lot of stuff over there at BWF YouTube. I think Bill created a second YouTube page. I don't know why he did that, but he did. So there are now two BWF YouTube pages. Uh, all my stuff's on the original, <laughs> I don't know, but, um, you know, uh, his website, his roles, he does what he wants. <laughs> so there's that. Did you, just, did you just break some news here by saying Batwoman
0: is better than Batman 66? It's not on an island. <laughs> that's true. I, for, I keep forgetting that's
1: on an island, so we can't count so it. You can't count it. It's on an island. That's right. My fault. I'm sorry, guys. I, I apologize. And it actually, Batwoman season three is actually on an island within an island because it's better than the other two, and you shouldn't talk about the other two because it's the island within the island. I'm so. totally confused, but that's okay. I'm as speaking shoe.
0: As, as long as you understand it, that's all that matters. Islands upon islands upon island boys. Oh Jesus! Let me let me go and do my rundown now, so we could we could spare everyone from Island Boys Part Two. Uh, you guys know you can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three. Spell finale thirty three. Same on Instagram. Um, as Pete mentioned, check us out on Facebook group, fan group, um, Facebook show page um look out for some more live streams pete i know we keep talking about it we got to get some of those going uh they're fun to do and we get to bring in other other um podcasters and friends of the uh, friends of the show where we can uh cross talk with them and have nice discussions live and you can see our handsome faces Uh, so everyone that's always a fun thing for us to do um i'm actually recording an episode of the show tonight so look out for all nicked up it's coming i have the logo we're all set i'm working on a theme for it so all nicked up is coming we're recording tonight we're gonna do a quick rundown of the next season and (laughs) it'll
1: be real quick it should be
0: fun (laughs) uh Fun and painful, but it should be fun uh, So guys, check check out that As Pete mentioned Well,
1: who um, wins the playing games tonight? Since you're talking basketball Who wins the playing games? Oh, Which ones are tonight? You got Brooklyn, Cleveland And then uh, What's the other one? I don't even remember There's two
0: tonight, two tomorrow, and then they play Friday Right? Again?
1: Yeah, I, I hate this stupid playing thing That'd be so weird
0: Well, of Fake that, of that <laughs> tandem, I'm picking the Nets
1: but I would uh, not. You have, be, you have Clippers versus the Timberwolves. I'm.
0: This is going to be a shocker, but I'm going Minnesota.
1: Shout out to Ryan Powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Charlotte versus Atlanta.
0: I'm going with the Hawks
1: and San Antonio versus the Pelicans.
0: I'm going with the Spurs. I can't go against Greg Popovich, so I got to go
1: with the Spurs. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm going to go. I want Cleveland to win, but I think Brooklyn will win. I'm rooting for Minnesota for the obvious reasons. Uh, I will never root against Trey Young, uh, <laughs> and I will root for Greg Boff. So we
0: pretty much have we have the same same choices. Uh, so I agree with you. I think I'd rather see Cleveland win, but I think Brooklyn's going to. So I Cleveland really shocked me this year. I'm really
1: impressed with Cleveland. I know. Shout out to Doug. Doug loves Cleveland. yeah, He's from
0: Cleveland. Doug is from Cleveland. that's true. He's a guardian. so yeah, always be an Indian <laughs> to me. Oh boy, again, that's another show. That is another show. So, uh, thanks again, everyone for listening and the support, um, CJM. That was the, the handle, right? CJM. Yeah. bunch of numbers. Make uh, sure you are, get, are
1: mystery man yeah, or woman.
0: Don't forget to get in touch with us, uh, with us on any of our platforms and um, let us know so we can get you your prize pack. And guys, don't forget, as Pete always says to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple podcasts, whichever one that you consume our show at. All right, so for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time.
1: Uxus Galactus, booyah!